She's the appetite and I'm the bon. Yes. That's what it is. That is it. But you can call me Gig. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to be diplomatic and nice about it. She's like, I'm yes. not appetite, but I'm like, that's it. I, I mean, I'm Equa. All right. But I mean, it makes sense. My full name is Bon Eka. So that means the Bon from Bon Appetit is me. And then she's the appetite. And that's what it is. So what are we talking about today? Food is racist. Food is racist? Yes. Food is racist, guys. Can you believe it? There's an entire movement against food racism. Food racism, food injustice. They call it food justice. Yeah. And then food there's activists justice. out there and, and stuff. And there's a whole movement. Need, I yeah, mean, yeah. this thing started in the 1980s. Yeah. Can you believe it? And we're looking at this thing and we're like, wait a minute. Is there such a thing as food justice? The whole point is so that they can stop food apartheid. Yes. <laughs> Did you believe there was food apartheid? So if you don't know what apartheid is, oh, right? in South goodness. Africa, we had a period of time where, I mean, we've had it in different countries yeah. in the world and stuff, but specifically in South Africa, because that's where apartheid comes from. Um, your racial groups were basically There divided. was segregation, yes. yes. So you couldn't be in the white area. You couldn't be in the black area or... Whatever. Yeah, so if you're white, you couldn't be in the black areas. If you were black, you couldn't be in the white areas. You used to go into different buses. You used to go yes. sit in different parks. You couldn't, you know, um, sit at restaurants. With A white restaurant was a white restaurant. And yes. a black restaurant was a black restaurant. So that's literally what apartheid was. And obviously, the, people, the white people had more privileges than they did with white people because apartheid was more for the white people yes. all right, than it was for the black people yes now you can hear that and you're like yes nelson mandela and all of those who saved us from that it was amazing it was a big thing now take that and put it into food That's apparently that they're saying that the distribution of food is is not equal and it's segregated yes. so there is food insecurity yeah there is uh, the structural and the holistic views of food is not getting distributed equally as it should. So yeah. they're saying that white people, so the study was done in America, mm. that white people have more access to the healthier, the more nutritional, um, less illness-making foods than people of color do. That's basically what they're saying. And that's Am I a food today. activist? Do I agree with this or don't I? And gigs, do we'll you see. agree with this or don't you? Well, look, keep listening to the show and you'll find out at the end of the show. Hey, do I, do, do I stand for food justice and do I stand for this movement? And do I say that, yes, I agree with what their policies are and what they stand for? Or maybe I don't. Maybe I'm 50-50. You never know. Maybe I'm a food activist, but it's when I'm hungry, yeah? <laughs> and when I'm full, I'm like, you know, I'm, it's okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. it's only the white people that have access to food. I mean, I don't 
wanna say anything in the beginning so we're just gonna go through to the first track because i just feel like i'm already getting heated uh yeah. and it's not very good to get heated uh in the very first part so what we're gonna do is gonna play, play your song and we're gonna come back and dive into this topic because it's very interesting and yeah. i'd love to know what you think on this topic so let's listen to this track and then we're gonna come back right back and talk about this juicy topic <laughs> Hi, I'm Johan Kruger from Creation Ministries International. I just want to say to you that uh, I serve a great and wonderful God that created everything, and He created me, and He also created you. No big, I feel like pop. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like pop. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. This is where it's happening. Amen. That's how it is and that's how it goes. That was coming in hot by oh, Lecrae and Andy Minio. Can I just tell you that this show is coming in hot? 
<laughs> harder than it's ever been, baby. That's exactly we what We're about is. to dive into a very, very hot topic. And a lot of us didn't know that this existed. I mean, I didn't know that there was a whole movement for food, guys. I just go and I eat food. Literally. And I decide whether I want to eat healthier food yeah. or I want to eat... I mean, if Whatever. you look honestly, you know if I'm you look saying. at um, if you look at continents and if you look at countries, and obviously the more poor and less developed countries don't have access to to fresh, uh, sustainable food and, and and things like that, and the more richer countries. But even with that, I beg to differ. Hey. Yeah, but even with that, I mean, if you look at Congo DRC, because that's where I'm from, the DRC, we have vegetation like crazy exactly i'm thinking i'm from south africa and if i look at the villages where the the homelands uh where we come from we've got access i literally was there and i think i shared it with you gigs yeah, when yeah. i came back that that is the most sustainable place there is because everything i mean we've got the livestock we've got the vegetation we've got everything you can literally live sustainably not needing any shops you you can live sustainably, not needing any shops because everybody's planting their own veggies. Yeah. We've got chickens running around. Organic. It's literally, they called it the organic life. And yeah. those are the people that are less fortunate. Mm. Those are the people that are not in the city, that have no access to your takeaways and all that type of stuff. So obviously this study was done in, it was done in America. That's where everything begins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when I look at this and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. In South Africa... The poorer people wish they could have more access to takeaways. Yeah. They wish that they would be able to get into a McDonald's every single day. And I think that's where it's different. But we're going to go in and explain where they're coming from. Would yeah. food justice even be a thing in South Africa? Or would we be looking at it the other way around where the black people are like, come on, we want cheaper prices so we can do, you know, takeaways more and things like that. And what class are we looking at? Yeah, yeah. So now because the whole movement, the whole movement's policy basically focuses on environmental justice. Yeah. So when they're looking at the pollution that's in a specific place, they're looking at um, specific public policies that have to do with food and how the food is distributed. So once food is imported or manufactured and and stuff, how is it distributed amongst different communities? I mean, for instance, I'm going to use a supermarket in South Africa. In South Africa, called spa. For instance, obviously in Johannesburg South, most of the spas are different to what it look like in the north, and and so so they're looking at those policies. How yeah. is the food distributed, and and things like that? Yeah, and it's also a holistic and like a structural view of the food system as yes, a whole. As a so whole. it basically looks at it looks at healthy food, and it looks at healthy food as a human right. Yes. And then it, address, it addresses the structural barriers to that right. So what is my limit as a black person in South Africa? What access do I have to a kale? And how is that distributed to the area that I yeah. live in? And you know what I'm saying? Do I get a second grade? You know what I'm saying? Let's say instead of kale, whatever, of apples? Or do I get, do you know what I'm saying? The first class, like the Woolworths in the North, would it be the same as the Woolworths in the South? Would mm. they give me the same access to the food? Or when we go to the market, we say, okay, this is Woolworths for the South, the poorer people, and this Woolworths for the North, for the, or how does that work? Carry on. Yeah. So they basically do that. And through they say they're important because they address the lack of healthy food options. Uh -huh. Now, let's talk Woolworths. Woolworths is one of the most organic 
Um, they say. They say. Yeah, I said it's the most fakers there <laughs> is. They they inject everything. I'm telling yeah. you, they really inject everything. But uh, let's use food lovers for instance. Yes, food lovers here in South Africa is a uh, is a supermarket that sells vegetables and fruits. It used to be called Fruit and Veg City, and then it changed to Food Lovers Market, and it's they sell healthy food. But now we live in the south of Joburg. I don't for a moment doubt that we have less access to healthy food. And if we look at um, places like the rural areas as well, like you said, or the, if we can go, let's say squatter camps for instance, but even with squatter camps, you we have access to a place like the CBD in town where there's people with trolleys basically selling fruit so you yeah. can get a bag of tomatoes for five rand and and things like that does that mean we have less access to healthy food or do they determine what is healthy i mean the fact that i don't have maize in my meal does that mean that uh, i don't have healthy food because obviously we have come from different backgrounds and we eat different things and and things so what are your thoughts with that the fact that they say they're important because they're just the fact that there is not enough healthy food or the distribution of healthy food? Um, I don't think food justice would work in South Africa. <laughs> um, just to be completely honest with you. Um, that's why we obviously haven't heard of it. I mean, I saw a South African influencer calling herself an eat an eativist, um, yeah. basically. And we'll go on and uh, explain what that whole thing of eativist is. But now she's standing up, you know what I'm saying, to be an eativist, a person that, you know what I'm saying, doesn't eat just to get full. That's basically what it is. It's a person now where um, she eats holistically do you get what i'm saying yeah. she eats in a you know where it's good for her body and all these type of things so it's a it's now she's starting a whole movement do you get what i'm saying where she's now in partnership obviously it's a money-making scheme with like yeah, your yeah. nose and all of that type of stuff and she went on instagram and she was like yes do you know what i'm saying so an it's is you have the right to eat whatever it is you know what i'm saying that you want okay without having to explain the reasons behind your eating you yeah. get what i'm saying so if you decide you're vegan let me be vegan without if i decide hey i'm gonna do a mcdonald's diet and whatever but obviously she was going from a cleaner perspective because she's now started exercising mm. she was just a mom you know shout out to the mom's show on active fm and you know all of that type of stuff but i think in south africa that is very different like we explained earlier our food logistics our food access is different to your american food access mm -hmm. obviously they don't have plants they import most of their fruits and veggies so they have le less access to it hence why i can understand there's food justice because because it's imported because it's not homegrown it would be something that's more expensive yeah. you know what i'm saying so for them to get an, a bag of apples they have to literally do you know what i'm saying apparently what a bag of apples cost uh, uh cost us is what one apple cost them there you get what i'm saying so now we have access to that full bag of apples and i would say like an apple is a poor fruit is one of the mm -hmm. and, and apples those things where everyone has access to an apple yeah, yeah. you know and it's accessible and things like that but to them it was it's not accessible so i can understand where they're coming from because then that means the poorer people would not have access to your fruit and veggies. Yeah. As us, the poor, the poorer people have the access to their fruit and veggies because we can grow our own fruit and veggies. In my back garden now, I'm growing potatoes, uh, not potatoes, sorry, tomatoes. I'm growing spinach. I'm growing pumpkin. And that's something I have access to fresh, organic, 
at any point in time. Yeah. You know, and we started growing cabbages because, you know, there was an initiative that we were part of. So those things I've got access to without even blinking. Mm-hmm. If I want a, a tomato, I go outside and I pick one and I chop it up and I make a meal. Yeah. Whereas if you're asking me now, hey, um, how much access do you have to, let's say, expensive fish, you know, the mm-hmm. top of the... Now there, that now becomes less and less. Yeah. But it's not as bad as... Um, what I would have to my veggies and I would think that's where all the healthy things come from because then you start saying, but this is what it is. But there's something else that they're complaining about with this food justice thing is that obviously, like you said earlier, it's also to do with the environment. So what yeah. happens is where, where these farms or where these places are growing their foods are normally basically in a place where, where the meat place is or the farm or whatever, the things they use to grow that pollute the air. Yeah. And the community's water mm. and, you know, an air around that, which is normally now the, the poorer community. Yeah, yeah. That would be the farmers, that would be the whatever. So through excess manure, you know what I'm saying, the nauseous dust, the nizom smells and all of that type of stuff. Now they're saying now that's, that's segregation. That's why must those people uh, be in that air? Why must they be, you get what I'm saying, but in that type of environment? Do you think this? Do you then say that food is racist? I don't think food is racist. I don't think food is racist. The fact that, look, if you, let's, before I get to your, to your, what you're speaking about, if we look at the income and if you look at what a person with a higher income can afford and what a person with a lower income can afford, then you can be like, okay, we can differentiate what a person can eat based on their income, but you can't say that based on their race that this is what this person can eat and this is what you don't bring the racism doesn't go with food it doesn't and it i think everybody is trying to make racism go with food which is the most irritating yes. thing not everything has to be racist yes and that's something we literally have to come up with and say can we stop it's a lot yeah. it's going on too much not everything can be racist i know rich people that eat badly but more badly than I think the I was gonna say footy. You know, it's a it's a South African word. I think it's actually the I've never I mean I've never seen a poor fat person. Yeah. No. Unless they were not, they, that's their uh, they, you know what I'm saying? They, they, uh, you can say they are, they don't have your calciums and the right, mm-hmm. you know, things that, and I'm telling you now, if you look at the people that have lived the longest, if we had to go down in history about people that turned 151, okay, well, I've never seen, oh, 101 <laughs> or 112, I think I heard someone was 112, which was the oldest I've ever heard. If you look at their staple diet, it was literally just veggies and the, you know, the normal pure things that they ate from their gardens it wasn't the fact that they have access to organic this and organic that and you know vitamins and all of that type of stuff because they got everything they needed in that specific place if you look at a place like germany where they eat you know potatoes and sausage you know as a living what do we say then because now that's based on a on a certain country that you live in in a certain Mm -hmm. state so i don't think food is racist and we must stop taking everything to racism now when they're looking at it at health 
That's not a racist issue. Let's take away the 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 racist thing and say it's food for, food choices because unequal health outcomes from these people to these people. You can't look at food in isolation and say that's why the black people have more heart disease yeah. uh, than the white people, and that's why this and this and this. You know, diabetes starts from this, and it's people's choices. Yeah. It's the generations. What we eat in my family is not necessarily what Cynthia eats in her family yes. because we were raised from different backgrounds but we are both black yeah that doesn't mean that now because we're eating healthier because i'm a Kosa from south africa that the congolese now because they eat pop with everything which they literally do <laughs> um <laughs> let's just put it out there you know they eat pop with everything so now they're less healthy and now therefore that's racist mm. no it's not it's food choices it's each and every single household, obviously looking at their budget, obviously looking at how they've grown up and things like that. That's how they choose their food. Yeah. I don't think they say that more than 77% um, of diabetes is higher among African-Americans because of the food that they eat. And I'm just like, mm, they could choose. Yeah. Everything is a choice. Yeah. So, hey, you can tell me what you think. I totally agree. I feel like we need to get into song because this is such a shocker of a situation. So here's a song by Nerva called Working On Me. My God working, working, still working. My God working, working, I know he working. My God working on me. He's still working Let's go. on me. He just couldn't keep me low. My Lord said, Blessed are the poor. When I stay low to the floor, my ceiling become my floor. Blessings keep coming in lows. All I see is overflow. Only if these people knew. I rose up from way below. My faith alone, I left the boat. My Lord is my only hope. I mess up so much, I always wonder how he loved me though. My father's so rich, I promise I got everything I need. My father's yeah, so good, he blessed yeah, me and I yeah, don't deserve a yeah, thing. Yeah, my God hey, working, God working, still working, still working. Working. My God working, God working, work, I know he working. Working, he working, working, he working. My God working, still working. I just put on my new clothes, armor on me head to toe. I'm just trying to guard my heart cause I see people come and go. I've been working on my walk, I know I'm called to keep the law. Single day I fall where I fall and where I stop. If you looking for my flaws, you gon' find a lot of them. I made so many foolish moves, I'm not very proud of them. This time I cannot be lazy, I'ma work more than I talk. This time ain't no chasing women, I'ma chase after my God. My God working, God working, still working. My God working, God working, know He working. Working, He working, working, He working. My God working, still working. That was Working On Me by Nerva. How yeah. amazing was that it's track? It's working on me like this topic <laughs> is working on me. That's what it is. So we are talking, is food racist? I mean, they have literally belittled the whole concept of food and what a person can afford to race. Can we not just enjoy food for what it is? For goodness sake. And yeah. why does everything have to come back to race? They've literally taken... I mean, I never thought I, this is what I would feel like about a food topic, but 
I mean, I think people are out here looking for jobs, man. You know, it's like they sit there and they think, what can I do? You know, and to to try and pinpoint and all of this type of stuff. I mean, they're saying that the food system as we know it was built, especially in America. You know what I'm saying? To control people of color, you know, to force them and into I'm just like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Can we just eat? Mm. Yes, I understand. There's people of color that are making wrong food choices. That's them. And I know people of color in the same class, okay, that are making the right food choices. They're both black. Well, I say people of color. I mean, they're even putting in the Chinese and the Mexicans and all that type of stuff. Excuse me, which were people that are going from the low income you know what I'm saying? White farmers, uh, they're going into the high income, all of this type of stuff. So what they're saying is that now, according to your income, which basically in America, the people that have low income, okay, are black. Majority of them are people of color. They're not necessarily blacks. I mean, there's Asians, there's Mexicanas. Mm-hmm. It looks to- completely different to what we look like. But they're saying that they were... The type of foods that they eat were used to control them. They were used, you know, to get them to have more diseases. They were used uh, so that they'll have less access to all these type of things. I don't think it was the type of food that they ate, honestly. I think it was malnutrition. So they didn't have specific stuff. So obviously back then getting things like milk was not uh, access- accessible to every every person so the slaves didn't have that mm. and we see that in poor countries already it's not that they don't have the food they don't have what they need to keep themselves uh, nourished and, and all of these things but if you look at slaves the food that they made is the food that we eat today yeah the the things they put together sitting in top restaurants and yeah. this began in the 1930s when whoever was coming on a ship from this and then yeah, yeah. this is what the slaves used to eat and now here it is in our restaurants but even if you look at the ships pretty. and things it was they had the slaves in the yeah. ships and then they had the all of those people fell sick because they were eating canned food. Obviously, yeah. now, if your diet is made of non-perishable foods and things like that, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're Asian or whatever, you are still going to fall sick because you're not eating fresh food, basically. Now, let's speak about activists. So now, when I thought of food activists, I first thought of, okay, probably vegans that... Um, stand against uh, people who eat meat and things, because that's what you think. But no, there are actually people who stand for this food justice uh, situation. And now the first person, her name is Ali. Now we're going through a woman. Mm-hmm. Her name is Ali Below. Right. Now she addresses factors that change food systems through literature and organizations. So she basically... Her, her her stand is through literature. So she'll write books. She's written the Food Activist Handbook. Um, she's got Edible Vineyard, a, a book also about food and things like that. So she basically stands for this food justice yeah. through, um, through literature. And then the next person that we have is Tony Tipton Martin. <laughs> With a name like that. Yes. And it's a woman as well? Yeah, we're literally going through women right now. I mean, Tony doesn't sound like I was. <laughs> and she is based in Baltimore, Maryland, mm-hmm. and that is in America. And she basically works on a series of endeavors that promote food justice. So yeah. she's, are they feeding these black people? 
Well, her whole thing is, so she has a book called The Jamima Code, and that is two centuries of African-American uh, cook. It's a cookbook, two centuries worth of African-American foods. And I, I assure you that if you have to open that book, you would find slave, uh, slave food and it's proper food as well. And, and this book is basically attempting to trace current attitudes surrounding African-American cuisine. So it focuses on the black people mm-hmm. in America and where their food comes from and the, the cuisine. Now, you see, something like that is interesting. I would read that book. But now if you link that to racism, then it's like, what's the point? And I've not never enjoy black people, people of color and people of any nation. If I say whether you're in Switzerland, whether you're in Germany, whether you're in Africa, wherever you are, I say, what do you guys eat? I take pride as a closer mm. to know that our thing is mucho. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not like, mm, oh, well, you know, because we were oppressed. Uh, the only thing we had access to was samp and this and this and this and that, which is what mucho is. No, I'm like, taste it. It's amazing. This is where we came from. It comes mm. from, we take pride in that. And just like anyone, not just the black people, the white people, everyone, if that's your native food, that's what you ate growing up. I mean, if I say Cynthia Pondu, you would come in and that's a veggie. <laughs> to get what I I'm saying, tell. stamp is, is grown from the ground and things like that. What do we, we take pride. We can tell you the different things we make with it, what it's best with and all that type of stuff. I don't sit back and go, yeah, because we're oppressed. You know, we're during the apartheid times. We had no access to this. So we had to eat stamp because there was nothing else. I'm not thinking like that. Yeah. And I think now that's exactly what happens. Now, everybody, they wiring everyone to be thinking, that's what you must think like. Yeah. Everything is linked back to racism, which ruins the whole experience of yeah. food and ruins what we are about. Yes. And then the last person is, it's, it's, this is a Korean name, so just think. Geum Soon Yoon. Geum Soon Yoon. That is probably pronounced wrong, and I'm so sorry if it's pronounced wrong. It's G-U-M. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But she is the president and founder of Korea Women Farmers Association, and she aims to empower poor farm females, farmer females, basically. And that's also a good thing. Something I, mean, I can stand with. You know, Something you were yes. empowering. You're not saying you were oppressed and you still are oppressed. It's yeah, almost yeah, as yeah. A, from a point of... Ugh, they are gay. Yes, and, and she's I'm even opened a daycare yeah. for the farmers, the, the female farmers, so that there's somewhere where their kids can be, and and then uh, the women are out there farming and obviously growing healthy, homegrown food and not having to worry about the fact that the kid is here, she could. I mean, if you've seen the farmlands of, of North Korea and stuff, because mm. they do a lot of rice and things exactly. like that, the kid can get lost or trapped somewhere and things. So... This is something that I could stand on and be like, yes. But you're helping the lady yes. while she's at work. You're looking after her kids. I mean, yeah, we can look at that. I don't mind if you say, listen, as a black person, let's say all I'm eating is McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, you know, and you, 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 you educate me on that. Hey, mm-hmm. listen, it's not great that you're eating McDonald's every single day, all day long, because yeah. there are diseases and things that are whatever. You're ruining your body. You know, um, 
we're at church. Obviously, we go to church every Sunday. Do you know what I'm saying? And the the whole thing was, you know, your, your body is not yours, so you look after it. You know, it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, eating healthy and things like that is a choice that I'm, I'll make. But if I've never known that eating McDonald's is a bad thing, and this is why I'm so obese, and why I've got this heart disease, and this and this and this, and you teach me, and you say, hey, listen, if you start implementing, you know, this, and you start bringing a little bit of veggies, and that, and no, the tomato in the burger and the lettuce is not considered veggies. You know, if you might just be like, hey, I do eat veggies because there's tomato and lettuce in my McDonald's burger. No, that's not what we're doing. Mm. Why? Because now we're saying, listen, no, you can substitute this with this and this or that. And then therefore, this is what it is. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Now, I understand that. But if you're saying, you know, the reason you're fat and the reason your great grandmother died of hot whatever and this and that. now you're bringing in anger now you're bringing in all of these mixed emotions where you actually are taking me back to oppression yeah uh, you thinking you like you're not you're not helping me because you're causing unforgiveness you're causing strife you're causing all this thing of now i'm looking every time i go to the shop i'm judging every white person i'm seeing in the shop like oh yeah there you taking whatever i don't have access to that and this i mean that's just that's oppression yeah. and that's what i that and i think that is what they're trying to do that they actually oppressing people black people more and more and it's these black people trying to come out and say hey and and their mindset is completely different yeah. their mindset is an oppressive mindset and we need to as black people it is people of color go wait a minute bro not everything needs to be racist yeah I mean, we understand there was apartheid. We understand there was the slave trade. We understand there was those. But now, 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 everybody has the same choices. Mm. If you want to eat a McDonald's burger, it's your choice. It's not because your great-great-grandmother was oppressed by, and now because you, no. Yeah. Yeah. Today, I don't have to eat what my mother tells me. And I, you know what I'm saying? My little sister doesn't have to eat what my mother tells her. Not because uh, it, there's nothing. It's a choice for each and every single person. Mm. A child from a age of whatever where they can start eating proper food through their taste buds they decide i don't like butternut mm. or i like butternut i don't like mash or you know what i'm saying food is a choice it's not it it's a not choice. a thing it's that's what it racist. is if we have to make the show we would say that food is a choice it's not a racist thing that is exactly it so let us know do you stand for food justice and if you do maybe we give an opinions based on not having our point of yes view. our point of view and you're like no but this is how it is and i stand truly for it let us know Listen, if you're an american and you faced this food injustice let us know maybe we are from south africa we've got access to vegetation and fruit and veggies i mean i told you we're growing it at the back of my garden so we've got access to that and you don't and you've experienced a difference that we open to your opinion to say okay listen we'll come back next we can do it again for yes. you you get what i'm saying because you've given us a different perspective you've given us a different side which we open to i mean i said in south africa this is what it is but if in america the only food you've got access to is the fast foods and you don't have a tell us okay we are open to that but what we're saying is from where we are and where we live there's no such thing food is a choice and that's what it is that is exactly what it is but so let us know in our dms Instagram get us out DMs. slide into those <laughs> and that's what it is i'm your girl cynthia but oh. you know you can call me dicks <laughs> right yeah. here on bon appetit with your girl aqua babes i'm yes. the bond in the yes. appetite that's yes, exactly yes, what yes, it yes. is here's the last song by torch called turn, turn up, up.
Turn up the stuff, babes. Eat healthy food. Food is a choice. We'll check you out on the flip side. Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Instagram at ActiveFM777 and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM. Yeah.